millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hello and welcome to Wrestle Ramble. This is Luke Owen. I'm Ollie Davis, and today we're going to be talking about Baron Corbin's Money in the Bank cash in, eventually when it happens, who should succeed after Vince McMahon to take over the reins of WWE. We'll be giving our thoughts on Goldberg's Inside the Ropes tour, uh, which we saw in London, and much, much more to go straight to any of those discussions. Just click the timestamps in the video description below, or stay right here, where I'm just going to briefly say hey that was an okay intro pretty good mate stumbled on a few words and welcome luke owen you are swaft sir you are swaft with the swafters luke's full time now he started yesterday we were meant to do a wrestle ramble uh, on monday but it was a surprisingly busy day. Well, we had to do my induction into the office. Yeah. You know, orienteering. Show, orienteering. I had to go around the studio. Fire escapes. Exactly. Know where my emergency exits are. Know, yeah. know where the kettle is. There isn't one. We're going to sort that tomorrow, well, though, aren't we? Well, I was going to say, I'm going to bring my own kettle. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, otherwise, I can't have a cup of tea while I'm, while I'm writing. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah, you do seem you, 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 your energy levels crash at a certain point in the day. Yeah, it's because well, you say my energy levels crash. I'm so focused on writing. Is like that when, what it is? when I'm when I'm in there and I'm reading through back issues of the Observer, that's when I'm at my most. That's when I'm concentrating. And I load up the network to find a specific episode of Raw, and then I find the, the yeah. t- certain timestamp I need to get to to find a certain a certain angle. Sorry, I'm just I just, I wanted you to stop speaking so okay. we could pop the poppers. Sorry, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Congratulations, Luke. Thanks. Oh god! I told you to fire it. I up. Then it was upwards. You fired it at the light. That—that's this. Oh, I love that smell. Yeah, it smells of burning. (laughs) Smells of Bray Wyatt's house. Too soon. Sorry, Bray. I'm just gonna. You, I was gonna you say. T- you talk for yeah, a bit. I was gonna say we need to get that. Um, I'm gonna the, move the confetti from the light. <laughs> pull the silly string off there. Yeah. Yeah. That's better. <laughs> well, have you got anything to say to the Wrestle Talk universe? Thank you so much to uh, to my fellow Wrestle Talkers. Um, it, it is a dream come true for me to be working for this great, great channel, um, and it's really because of you, the viewing audience, for uh, supporting me and um, letting uh, letting the big wigs here know that I'm not rubbish. Uh, and that's why I'm now here all the time. So this is grand, and I'm very excited to uh, to get started on things. There were lots of push, Luke. Uh, comments exactly. in, in other Wrestle Talk videos, and it's all because of that that, yeah. uh, that I'm here today. Kind of annoyingly so. Kind of yeah. Kind of annoying on my videos. <laughs> how many push Luke? 
Oh, mate. Well, when you were away over Glastonbury, there were a lot of people. I mean, there were a few people who were just like, who the F is this chump? Mm. Where's Ollie? Yeah. But then there was also a lot of people uh, being like, uh, hey, Ollie, I hope hope you're keeping track on this guy because one day day he's going to step in with a big swinging chair during a Raw review and he's going to take over. Like the last couple of months have have seen so many cherished WWE friendships implode. (laughs) I'm talking the Festival of Friendship with Kevin Owens and Chris Cherry. Tommaso Ciampa oh, and Johnny Gargano at don't. NXT TakeOver. Heartbreaking. And was that Chicago? It was Chicago, Chicago wasn't it? Yeah. And of course, Enzo and Big Cass. So sad. I just hope we both recognise that if, if we break up now, hmm. both our careers are dead. Well, okay. Well, so I, we, we can't succeed. I ourselves. would say that we are not um, Enzo and Cass. We are not DIY. We are not Owens and Jericho. We're the Road Warriors. We're a, we're a tag, yeah, we're a yeah. tag team for life. Because tag like, team for life. Tell me, you know, give tell me anything about oh. Hawk's solo career. Like it didn't happen. The Road Warriors were the Road Warriors. Just just you saying we're a tag team for life. That is the exact thing. <laughs> Someone would say before they turn heel. This is not like rated RKO where we've just been put together to eventually feud with each other. Like we like we have been put, put together, together on the strength of a pun. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we have been put together to last. Like we're, okay. we're, we're, we're booked to be like the, the strongholds of tag teams I hope so mm. I hope that because you know it's it's nice to have someone to fill in while I'm away exactly so I'm, I'm hard to replace so what uh, actually that's a, a brief allusion to next week I won't be here Monday through to Wednesday mm-hmm. sorry everybody guess who's going to be doing your Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view recap and the news and the news and your Raw Whoa, and Smackdown reviews wow. as well so that's you're welcome uh, so yeah, we're, so yeah, a brief discussion about the plan from now on because uh, all the people who very kindly donated on Patreon, one of the the reward things, like if we got to these certain amounts, we said we'd go to three Wrestle Rambles a week, which is what we're doing. Of course, we were meant to do yesterday. Uh, the Thursday one will we'll hopefully move to Wednesday, so we can revo- review Raw and SmackDown the day. Like after, day, day after the day after SmackDown finishes, yeah. and we'll have the Saturday ones, which will be a mixture of fantasy booking warfare and pay per view predictions, depending on what sort of week it is. And you obviously get that video on a Friday if you back us five dollars on Patreon, so you get it a day early, like all the cool kids. Yeah. Uh, apart from next week, where of course I'm not here for mm. Monday through to Wednesday, so it'll just yeah. be a, a normal uh, two episode week next week. But after that, forever. And what we've got in place. For now that we're doing this more, and it's a long-term thing, like you said, Road Warriors for life, mm-hmm. SWAFT, the SWAFT bros. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, well, yeah, we, yeah. I th- well, someone was trying to get SWAFT bros t-shirts. Oh, were they? Uh, done up. So, like, when we do our merchandise stall, eventually, we'll, yeah. we'll get SWAFT bros t-shirts. That's the next target, yeah. merchandise. We're a l- Stinking merch, loads <laughs> of it. We're a less rubbish version of the hype bros. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, God, I forgot they were... They, they had a bit of controversy though didn't they did they I think so we probably shouldn't associate ourselves with them it was yeah yeah whatever uh, The so our plan is every little bit of warring competition that we do now is going to total up and tally up throughout the month so at the end of July the person who's won the most predictions the most fantasy booking warfare scenarios they win Yes. Briefcase. Yeah. They. Uh, oh, yes. The because I I want to know what's inside this briefcase, and I know that I am not alone amongst the wrestle talkers as to know what is inside this briefcase. It's a scandal that could ruin me. 
Hmm. And of course, I want to hold on to this briefcase. This is essentially our championship belt until we can make one, <laughs> can actually get one made. Uh, so yeah. You see, what I'm hesitant about is that people will start voting for you to win in yeah, the fantasy that, booking well, that, warfare. That, that was my worry as well. I did raise this concern to you yesterday. Just so they, they can find out what's in the briefcase. So yeah. I'm asking you nobly, vote for who you genuinely... It rattles a lot, actually, doesn't it? Yeah. Vote who you genuinely think won the fantasy booking warfare. And we can, you know, we can string this out for at least three minutes, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've got a few... Because uh, we fantasy booked the Kurt Angle storyline last Saturday. Mm -hmm. I've got a few comments here. Jerika Sambloek said, This Kurt Angle storyline is nothing compared to what can ruin Ollie's career in his little Money in the Bank briefcase. Can we um, stop referring to it as a briefcase? Because it's not a briefcase. That's a briefcase. It's a lunchbox. No, no, no. It's... I mean, it looks... So it on camera it looks like a lunchbox, but you know you can can see it here. That's a briefcase. <laughs> no, that is, that is not a briefcase. You can see it when you it's like with cannot, the camera. You cannot fit a four bits of paper in that folded. <laughs> but then, what if you've got like a giant document that you can't fold? I brought my laptop here. <laughs> you did. I mean, I was at the studio first, so yeah. I, I saw you come in uh, through the door. So perhaps yeah, I'm. Let me live that down that you got here first. <laughs> Just show my commitment, mate. Just yeah. Show my commitment. So that is what it's is what is at stake now. We have the first round of this uh, to to go over, which is the fantasy booking warfare results from Saturday's. Who can book the Kurt Angle mystery wrap up better? So mm. the whole you know Kurt Angle's got a scandal on his phone this that could, could ruin, ruin my him. career. Yeah, uh, I went for a soap opera epic, which I was incredibly proud of, tying back into a great angle from two thousand that was dropped like that. Yeah, and I was sort of going around saying I've got this one I'm really happy this is probably the favourite fantasy booking scenario I've ever come up with I had the same reaction because my fantasy booking warfare was more around Angle building a new version of Team Angle with American Alpha and Shelton Benjamin and then running roughshod across Raw and Smackdown so someone asked in the comments was like how can Shelton Benjamin win uh, the Intercontinental Championship if he's a Smackdown star and I was like that's the point yeah, they're not they're not they're not assigned to any brand. So Shelton Benjamin can be a champion on both Raw and SmackDown the same way that American Alpha could be champs on both as well. Well, a lot of people agreed with Luke. Yes, and the final results were one thousand eight hundred and ninety three people voted for Luke. One thousand three hundred and twelve people voted for me so it's 60 percent to 40 percent in your favor thank you very much wrestle talkers i am genuinely surprised because i did think yours was better i don't want to be big-headed but i agree <laughs> i think i've been robbed yours here. was you know you know what i think it is why is that because people want to see what's in the briefcase well no that that wasn't a part of the stipulation hush, beforehand hush, hush. um i think the reason why you didn't win is because you didn't have a uh, a mystery man show up, or right. you didn't have mystery yeah. symbols appear on the screen. That's your. That's the secret formula to your success. I should have stuck to it. Why break? <laughs> I even said I'm not going to have a mystery man this time to and, show how versatile I can be. And that's what it is. Oh, people people like your mystery men. Well, uh, I, I've got. I pulled a few comments because I was confused as to why Luke won. <laughs> I think I think people didn't like a the McMahons being the focus of my storyline. They're not interested in seeing a Triple H Kurt Angle thing, really, mm. uh, which bodes well for WWE's long-term plans. Mm -hmm. And they weren't as into soap opera 
as I thought people would be. No, like soap opera, I think was probably a thing back in like the the, the early two thousands period and like you know the late nineties. Uh, but really, there's still a place for it. I think there's still a place for it as well. I'm yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think that the the, the Russell Talkers, the Russell Talk universe, uh, don't want to see soap opera storylines here in twenty seventeen. They want to see fighting. I've got a, a comment here from Forgot Username. So good luck with retrieving that. Yeah. Luke made American Alpha into a megastar tag team in the space of a couple of weeks. Good job, sir. Thank you, Forgot. Uh, that is a very nice comment. And yeah, I mean, like I'm a big, big mark for American Alpha, so I'm, I'm pushing for them to do good things. And also from James McNeil, summarising what I thought went wrong with my pitch. I'd have to go with Luke's booking for only one reason. I've personally had enough of the McMahon-centred storylines. His does not revolve around them as much. No, although the McMahons were a, a, a big part of my, my fantasy booking. But you, was, you elevated was, other people. It was, all about, it was more about Angle, American Alpha yeah. and Shelton. I only elevated Corey Graves. Really. <laughs> you can't wrestle. Uh, we will have the uh, the next round of the the briefcase competition for this month this Saturday slash Friday if you're a Patreon donator where we will be going through our Great Balls of Fire predictions what did you do at the weekend Luke um, we, can, I... we can talk about this now we've got three we've got three shows to pad a week so yeah it's gonna be a lot more ramble yeah, well, I was going to say, I mean, I went to a science fiction museum on uh, Saturday morning mm-hmm. and then went to a vegan fried chicken shack in yep. uh, in Hackney. So I literally went from central London across to east London to get some vegan fried chicken and then went back to central London. Was uh, it worth it, that lack of it protein? Re- it really was. It was a really, really lovely, uh, great burger. It Did was it fill awesome. you up? Yeah, totally, yeah. Um, I would recommend that if you do go... Um, so it's called the Temple of Hackney, or the Temple of Saitan, as it used to be called. Um, if you do go there, don't order a large chips, because you get a lot of chips, and it's pretty much unnecessary to have that many. And you saw Alien shortly after. Aliens. Aliens, I, my, yes. my bad. I went to Aliens at the Prince Charles Cinema, which is why I went back to central London. Where I bumped into you. I know. Because I had surprised my lady partner for her birthday with a bitch along. To Mean Girls, I, uh, it's it was funny. wicked. I I mentioned uh, that you were going to see Mean Girls mm. to my lady partner, and she was a little bit jealous that she, that we weren't going to that, and we went to Aliens instead. It's got a better date day, uh, but this <laughs> this isn't what we're really going to talk about. No. Don't worry, we're not going to. Well, maybe we should talk about Mean Girls. No, it's a no. great movie. It is a great movie. The, uh, we we we'll, went to we'll see, talk about that on the podcast. Yeah, we went to see Goldberg's Inside the Ropes London date. Uh, where it was a Q&A session with Kenny McIntosh, formerly of What Culture. Now he's he's doing his own Inside the Ropes thing. And, uh, wonderful man. Yeah, really, really good guy. He's such a and, wonderful lad. And we... Uh, so I've seen two of these events before. I saw the Paul Heyman one, which was incredible. Not... It was one of the best wrestling events I've ever been to. Like, that includes cards and shows and progress mm. stuff and like that. Uh he was just—he just had the crowd in the palm of his hand, and the, the way he speaks, nothing like him. And he had obviously planned the the show out structurally, like a, a match in his head. It's incredible. Anyway, the other one was Jim Cornette and Jim Ross, uh, and they had a surprise of Bret Hart. Wow! He walked out at the end. They were commentating on WWE through the decades, you know, like a little bit of storyline here and there. And Bret came out for the screw job. Oh mate, I mean, and was very, very grumpy. I'm not surprised. I was about to say, I bet you his appearance was four out of ten. Yeah, he. Well, no, he, he was very interesting, <laughs> but he is. It's a little bit grumpy sometimes. He he doesn't strike me as the happiest chap in the world. 
But Goldberg. Goldberg, on the other hand. What a happy chap. What a positive man he is. Like, I was expecting a very positive appearance from Goldberg, but he came He was very tired. He'd Mm. been up since 5 a.m. He was at a car show um, elsewhere in the country, and he had to rush over. He didn't get to see his friend do a race, so he had to rush over to London so he could do this Q&A session. So he he had a coffee Mm. at, like, 10 p.m., He's not which, going to which bed. I thought is that's ludicrous. Well, you know why that is, don't you? Because he's not banging the the lockers. Oh anymore yeah, because of that, that he bladed essentially yes. before the raw promo. That's right. Yeah, which they didn't bring up. Um, he brought up it, sort of. Yeah, he kind of sort of offhandedly mentioned. Yeah, it. Um, but he came. He was very tired, but still he was full of positive energy. Yeah, and like and it was kind of impressive as well to see because um, Goldberg is there's, there's two types of people in this in the wrestling industry. There Just are, two. More or less. It's going to be very cut and dry with it. There are those who want to be wrestlers. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. And there are those who want to make money. Mm-hmm. And uh, Goldberg is a man that wants to make money. Uh, he was a football player. That was his passion. Yeah. But that's came to that came to an impasse because he got injured. And so, he, he, he tore his abdominal muscles from his stomach. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I mean, is that similar to what... Did Rock do that when he was against uh, John Cena? When he came back, oh, uh, oh, was that, that was a, a different injury? I thought it was a different injury. Okay, but, but that was Fair the one, the one that delayed um, Hercules. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's why The Rock's like not really been doing much wrestling mm. since, because movie studios will not uh, give him the uh, the insurance to be able to go and do the wrestling and do a movie. Um, and The Rock's doing like forty movies at once. Yeah, that's so. a, a good point. But he doesn't sleep. Well, no, he doesn't. That's no. because he, he like falls asleep, wakes up at two a.m., has his two hundred pancakes, and then goes to do the gym, does yeah. his big reps, takes some photos for Instagram, and then have some more pancakes. He manages to fit a whole week of mine into about thirty-five minutes. Yeah, pretty much. He's uh, he's got whatever whatever he's on. Yeah, he's, he must be energetic. I mean, he has like ten meals a day. Yeah, like I dread to think what his insides look like. I think they are beautiful. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong. Think I think God was like, no, I'm actually going to make someone who looks like me today. <laughs> and a rock just pops out of a, his mother, fully formed. If you smell... Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, Goldberg, you were talking so, about yeah, the I was saying got, So the Goldberg were, you know, he was saying that he got into wrestling essentially because it was an avenue for him to, to make money. He wants to be the, he wanted to be the baddest dude on the planet. Mm-hmm. And he likes to get into fights. He likes his fights to look real. So... Wrestling seemed like a good. He good, thought good, MMA good. was going to explode, and that's very interesting because this was back, you know, ninety five. Mm-hmm. Was it ninety six? Uh, started training ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, yeah. Training, yeah. So like MMA, UFC was uh, it was dying was on nothing. It, was, it was dying on its ass. Like yeah, it, yeah. It, like like the early days of UFC were like it was like it was gimmicky because mm. like if you were like you basically started, like trained in one discipline, so it, you either you were a karate guy or you were a Muay Thai guy or yeah. you were a this that, and the other. And karate guys used to wrestle in geese. And oh, like, really? yes, they, it was like it was almost, it was like wrestling. It was like costumed characters fighting. It was like Street Fighter. Yeah. Um. But so he he kind of saw that it was going to become a thing at some point. He was just you know, fifteen years ahead of the game. Mm. But then he became a wrestler and he did it because he wanted to make money. But also he um, said that he wanted to be uh, like a hero to, uh, to to children. He is so sincere and honest in his genuine love of being a role model for kids you can't you know like like if john cena had that sort of conviction and he said to me well that's not why i'm gonna turn I'm, that's why i haven't turned heel i'd be like 
you know what? Fair enough, John. I yeah. see where you're going. But, but I, I kind of buy that now with John because of the, all the Make the Make a Wish kids that he goes to visit. Like, oh, you but know, I still like he's the number one guy to do Make a Wish donations. Yeah, but I don't believe because he was going to turn heel. He was fully behind going heel. He just does what the he's yeah, a that, com- he's a company man. Whereas but that was Goldberg, like a short term thing. But thing. the fact is, he was going to do okay, it. Whereas yeah, yeah. Goldberg fought tooth and nail. He told this story against going heel. He did and turn he, heel, he, though. but for one night, and then they dropped it. Yeah, but like he essentially he turned heel. And then they kept writing him as a heel, but he just acted like a baby face. He, he said, it, was, it was a dreadful heel run. Yeah, he said, he, he talked about that instance specifically, and he said that uh, he wouldn't do it because he was going back into his locker room, whether it was a, a Make-A-Wish kid who was very close to death that evening. He was like, if, if there's one kid that is sad because I do something bad in the ring, not worth it for It's me. not worth it, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like... And then at the end, when he was high-fiving kids, he pulled up a, a little girl on the stage and gave her a hug. I was just like, oh, it was so adorable. Yeah, yeah. So, so adorable. He loves being that superhero yeah. to, to, to kids. And when he does, like, he was doing all those promos about it on, on Raw, and a lot of people were kind of being very cynical, very snidey about mm. it. But he genuinely, genuinely believes it. The, uh, when Goldberg came back, I remember Dave Meltzer telling a story on Wrestling Observer Radio that Goldberg would finish a WCW show, get a load of merch... Get put it all in the van, drive down to the local kids' hospital, and just hand out uh, free WCW stuff and yeah. pose for photos. That's the sort of guy he is. So although that you've got like, because he did mention why he didn't go to WWE right away in the whole WCW ECW invasion buyout thing, and he, he essentially said like, look, I'm here to make money, like you said, I'm not going to be an idiot and trade my contract in for 50p on the he, dollar. He essentially said, I'm not going to sell myself. For 50 cents on the dollar. He essentially said DDP and Booker T are idiots. Because idiots. <laughs> that's, of course, what they did in the invasion. Yeah, it was basically DDP, Booker T, and lower level guys, Mark Gindrak and yeah. Sean Stasiak and Hugh Morris. Well, like, they were like your big stars that jumped over from WCW because they were the only ones who, like, DDP and Booker T were the only top name stars from WCW mm. who were willing to take the the 50 cents on a dollar cut because they just wanted to work they wanted they, to be they wrestlers wrestling, yeah whereas as you said goldberg was hogan a, nash yeah. hall they just wanted to sit home and collect checks yeah so uh, and when he said that when he answered kenny's question and he was kind of like well you know I, i'm not gonna do that i'm, I'm a businessman my heart broke a little bit yeah. i can feel everyone in the audience go like Oh, we're still the kids yeah sometimes. but in all fairness to him but, though, uh, yeah i can't I, fault I, the guy in all fairness to goldberg had he sold himself out, as he put it, and gone for the fifty cents on a dollar offer and joined the 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 invasion, mm-hmm. such as it was, he'd have looked so out of place. And I think that would have really yeah. damaged the Goldberg character because, like DDP and Booker T, it took them a long time to recover from that. DDP was like, I mean, he got no offense in his entire feud with the Undertaker, and then was like lower mid card for life, and then and then was like a, a year yeah. later he was gone. Booker T, it took him forever to get back like to get back to the being a top guy mm. you know he didn't have like a, a championship um run or an opportunity championship opportunity it's like there what like wrestlemania 19 um I was, I might have been later that. and that was when he was um facing against triple h when triple h oh, cut, God, that, cut that infamous thought. promo it was like people like you don't win mm. championships so if you i've i've got one takeaway that i was very interested in what well, if you have one bit that you really enjoyed what would you uh what i really enjoyed um or found interesting what i find interesting um i really liked actually him talking about his um his relationship with brock 
That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, so when uh, he was talking about... They split the night into three parts. You had the WCW run, the first WWE one, and then the return. And when he was talking about his relationship with Brock, like he said... He he said, not many people know this, but Brock has become one of the great wrestling minds in the business. And when you look back at that Goldberg-Brock uh, whole storyline, I always thought Paul Heyman was a lot behind it. You, you know, the whole mm. realistic feel. But then I'm like, Brock hangs out with Paul Heyman. He was mentor mentored by Paul Heyman. Who's not to say Brock isn't the guy coming up with these finishes? I was going to say, or suggesting the storyline, or suggesting losing in eighty-six seconds, yeah. because it was a, it was the finish that no one was expecting, and what made Goldberg a star was squashing people in mm. eighty-six seconds. So doing that to Lesnar was like, I mean, let, let's be honest. You know, um, there was someone who uh, left a comment or sent me a tweet last week saying that. Um, I need to stop disrespecting people who thought that the finish at Survivor Series was stupid. And I was like, well, I'm not sure I've ever said that I thought they were stupid. Wow. I, I've just said that I personally thought it was genius. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to argue that anyone. If anyone disagrees, then they're they're absolutely free to think that. Um, but there are those. There is a group of people who are so upset mm. by the end of that match. But name me a finish that was talked about more last year. What, the Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar elbow one? Yeah. Another Brock Lesnar thing. I think if Lesnar doesn't see any value in the person he's fighting, i.e. a big payday, he's not going to put in the effort. Like Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania last year. Perfect, yeah. Just didn't care. Like if he so didn't... why would he try? Whereas you, you got your Goldberg, Orton, um, you, and now Joe, Samoa Joe. He's obviously like... I could do something with this. I could do like a really good main event match with yeah. a big angle. So he's like, I'm going to make you look like a million bucks. I'm going to sell for you. Like Brock selling when Joe attacked him from behind uh, a, a Raw a week ago now. That that was great. Mm -hmm. Brock selling's amazing. And he makes Joe look all the much better. Yeah. So I think Brock Lesnar really is an unsung genius behind the scenes in WWE. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Because now we've got three shows a week to pad out, we're going to dive into the mailbag. Yeah. Uh, specifically because if you donate $50 a month or more, thank you, by the way, on Patreon. And if you have donated $50 a month or more and you haven't sent us an email like I've asked you to, please do, because it's your right. So the first one we've got from Rollerball Rocco Bevelik. Bevelik. Did we have we had this last time, didn't we? This was yeah, we had to um, kind of and I out. I went with um uh Well right, you said Bevelock and we Bevelock, said that that's yes, like he's yeah, finishing. That's move. right, yes, that was the Bevelock, yeah. Whereas uh so Rocco commented on that and he, he just laughed at us oh. trying to mispronounce his name. Oh, okay. It didn't help us at all. But anyway, Rocco <laughs> says, I guess if it's worthy to talk about for a decent minute, what do you and Luke think Vince McMahon will do about his successor to the WWE? I think he should just book a Team Shane versus Team Stephanie and Hunter at a future Survivor Series and no one gets over. <laughs> Thank you again, Ollie, Luke and WrestleTalk. Uh, so what would what do you think Vince is going to do? So I mean, it, it, the the clear path that seemed to be was it was going to go to Hunter and Steph. Mm. Um, but now, where does that stand with with Shane back in the picture, uh, coming back and? But he's got no power, has he? Um, well, I mean, no, he hasn't got like I mean. Triple H is running NXT. Mm. Stephanie is, um, you know, she's head of creative. Getting awards here and there. Exactly, yeah. I mean, realistically, Hunter and Steph are getting it. But you've got to imagine that Shane is probably going to want a little piece of that pie at some point. Well, it's his birthright, I would suppose. Yes, but I, I wonder... Some of the stock. But you'd have thought that he probably would have, like, you know, sold that birthright when he left to go and try and start I his no own. Because uh, he tried to start, like, companies in, in China, and which all failed mm. and that hence why he's back now um, so I, I would imagine it's going to go to Stephen Hunter but you've got a really interesting point written down here as well well I so you've got two factions there was a fascinating article that came out in December from Vice and you know a, a respectable uh, not not a dirt sheet mm. not that they aren't respectable but uh, not, not a quote unquote dirt sheet but a, a mainstream news outlet yes and they did this really interesting story on Shane McMahon and how he actually came back around 2011, I think it was, and said, Vince, let me come back in. I'll bring my own guys. We'll take control of creative and we'll we'll turn this ship around. And this was just as Triple H was starting up with NXT and Stephanie was on the rocks. Apparently Triple H and Stephanie McMahon were like mortified. They were just like, no. Yeah. And uh, the guy who brought Shane McMahon in and who arranged that meeting because he can't make a meeting with his own dad, was Kevin Dunn. And Triple H and Stephanie rumoured, I mean, it seems that way, like you've got two camps in WWE. You've got Vince, who's the undoubted king, and he presides over the Triple H and Hunter, uh, Triple H and Hunter, Triple H and Stephanie side, and the Kevin Dunn side. Kevin Dunn represents the old guard. He's obviously going to try and protect his own job. But they want to get rid of Dunn as soon as Vince has gone. Yes. But he won't go until Vince has gone. Yeah, he's promised a job for life. Essentially, well, Dunn is like a right-hand man yeah. to Vince. He's been there for, for decades and he comes from a TV background. So Vince sees mm. him as like he's the guy that's that's pushing this in the right direction. The camera zoom in and out during like matches, uh, that's, a, that's a Kevin Dunn decision. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's... Um, but yeah, I, like, that's, say, the, that, the, that's the story I always side. heard as well. Is that mm. As soon as Trips and Steph get this company... Done is done. Yeah. Um, and in terms of what will happen, it definitely seems... Triple H and Stephanie have way too much power backstage, it seems, uh, to... 
They, they just the way every now and again did you know Stephanie McMahon was voted Adweek Person of the Year. Mm-hmm. Just those those are just little sort of foreshadowings of her build. They're essentially getting her over, so she looks like a respectable businesswoman, which she is. So when she does take the reins and Vince McMahon steps down, it's it's what was it? it's reassuring to investors and stockholders and everything like that. And and what will that look like? I think you've only got to look at NXT to see what the future of WWE would look like under a uh, yeah. Trips and Stephanie regime, because like NXT is the way it is for a reason. It's because that's Triple H's baby, and he's trying to cultivate these stars. And there's all these stories about Triple H is really annoyed and angry and upset mm. at Vince uh, for some of the guys that have been brought up through NXT and have been completely jobbed out on the main roster because what's the point of doing this? So, and I, I definitely think a Triple H WWE would be better than a, uh, you know, a, the, the the current, what we've got currently. It, it's it, it, Yes, but like, I mean, there are certain stuff that's on the main roster that's, that's you know, Stephanie creative. And, tri- yeah. and Triple H has got like but, some say in that as well. So like it, it it's not a, it's not going to be a perfect uh, partnership. Yeah, I I mean, so I've written down a little scenario here how I would like to see it go because WWE is a corporation. It doesn't like we're all tied into the fact. Well, it's a family dynasty. No, it's not. It's it's a publicly traded company where the board of investors and the, I mean, I guess that is majority Vince though. They choose who takes control it shouldn't be oh you were you're related to me you should get this position so what i would like to see is you separate creative and business completely so you get just like a real good business person to run the business side of things the live events promotion yada 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 but for creative you get a proper showrunner mm-hmm. like i i was i was going through a bunch of names and you know i'm not going to say like the vince gilligan from breaking bad or uh, I can't remember the Sopranos guy or any, you know, like a, a revered HBO one. I think the guy who would do it tonally perfectly is the Flarrowverse uh, producer for the DC TV shows, which I'm not personally a fan of, no. but they are very good at what they do. You know, like Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, all the stuff on the CW. And that's Greg Berlanti. And he's a smart guy. He can keep hold of continuity. He can make engaging mainstream storylines with a soap opera action feel. Put him in charge of continuity. Or uh, a comic book guy who likes wrestling. I've written down Jason Aaron because I think he's great. Max Landis would be another thing. And here's the catch. They're not in control forever. Because people only have so many ideas. You see it with Doctor Who. People will stay on for like five seasons. They've only really got two seasons of ideas Mm. in them. So just, you know, here's a crazy idea. Have a turnover of lead bookers at a more regular pace to freshen things up every now and again. And like, yeah, proper creative people from uh, other industries. I can kind of get behind that. The problem is, is like, uh, like, because that seems to me like that's a sort of, a sort of thing Vince would do mm. is that because Vince likes bringing in TV writers who know nothing about wrestling. And the, the story is that the majority of the writers in there came in because they wrote for sitcoms and they wrote for TV shows and they actually have no wrestling experience. They have no wrestling background, have no interest mm. in wrestling. They're just there to, to be writers. Um, but do you not think like a, a, a hunter in particular who's got such a mind for the business and has got such an appreciation for the, the wrestling history would want to bring in a showrunner from a TV series, particularly if they have no interest in, in wrestling, whereas he could bring in someone who is a fan of wrestling and would rather work with 
wrestling bookers like you know probably you know, yeah first you know bring back a scott damore or bring back a um what's wrong with scott damore oh, i don't know well tna's not exactly lighting the world on fire yeah but scott damore's a great wrestling mind like scott and that's the other thing as well is that while tna isn't exactly setting the world on fire uh, some of the times they do have some really good stuff in there and they got some really like i love damore mm. uh pritchard uh, i can take or leave at times i think that he's got an incredible background Coulter. um yeah zeb Coulter. Is another one Mantel, you could bring. Yeah, D- Dutch Mantel. He's um, not a slave name. <laughs> so I think like I, that's what I imagine Trips and Steph would do. Yeah. I do like your idea though. I, a wrestling, an actual wrestling booker would be. I mean, like a, a Jedo or Gado from New Japan would be perfect. Mm. But let's be honest, it's gonna be Road Dog. I yeah, good point. <laughs> I I just th- there's also a poison atmosphere at WWE. It seems Triple H. I don't, I don't know. I, I I would like to see uh, WWE come out of the carny era that it is kind of still stuck in despite portraying itself as do you know what i'd imagine corporate friendly can can i give you my prediction tell me when trips and steph do take over you're going to essentially see the click running the place you're going to yeah. he's going to bring in kevin nash to be a booker or you know to come in to do some creative sean will come back mm-hmm. waltman will come in to, to do some yeah. ideas and stuff road dogs already running road dogs are already there so yeah i'd imagine he's just gonna bring in all of his buddy buddies and it's gonna be uh it's gonna be the click raw yeah well um speaking of smackdown and road dog uh, WMD Stockholm, that's their wrestling name, have emailed in and said, oh, there's actually a little bit of preamble here. You and Luke seem like genuine friends and keeping him available full time for Wrestle Talk is the way to go forward. It certainly is. Also, thank you for keeping this alive and active for such a period of time. As for Wrestle Ramble, I would love to hear your thoughts on Baron Corbin and how you would prefer him to cash in, because obviously he's a future world champion, whether we like it or not. And it has to be the right time Sorry for any mistakes, as I'm horrible at typing on the phone. Thank you so much again. That is not an excuse. Take longer. <laughs> Do it on a laptop. Yeah. Get to yeah a, wait get, till you get home. Get to a computer. Um. So, I'm. St- I struggled with this. I'm trying to think of because we're not doing a fantasy booking here. This is just us uh, shooting the breeze. Shooting the breeze, Tyler. Poor Tyler. <laughs> uh, the. I thought. Well, he's the only guy with the money in the bank at the moment because Carmella. Mm-hmm. Oh no, she hasn't cashed in. She just no. won it again. Well, I thought you meant literally guys in like yeah, guys he, he's, in, he's uh, the, he's the, the only male yeah, to have yeah. one. Yeah, or James Ellsworth lost his. <laughs> so Zing. I thought if you get John Cena versus Jinder Mahal at SummerSlam, John Cena wins. Baron Corbin cashes in. Woohoo! That's cool. You don't get a heel winning because the main event will probably be a Raw main event. But then I was like, wait a second. The next John Cena title reign will be his 17. record breaking. So yeah. the most reigns in WWE history, according to them. And it's like, do you want it to be like a minute reign? <laughs> I was say, do you want it to be his 16th, uh, his record yeah, well, tying reign where he lost it two weeks so later? So so like that that's the wall I ran into there. Uh, so Baron Corbin needs to cash in against a, a face. Mm. So do you get the... Once Jinder drops the title, you'd expect Baron to cash in immediately. Yeah, I think the Baron is going to cash in. Maybe it's survive. Oh, they might not even have a Survivor Series match, might they? Because they'll probably do like the five-one-five five five thing maybe. again, which will probably have the champions locked in there. I wonder whether there's, there's no harm in cashing in 
uh, non-title match though. No, no. You can, uh, you oh, can catch it in a Survivor actually, Series. Actually, you know what? That would be really, that would be awesome. You know, at Survivor Never Series. Seen that, yeah. Yeah. So, especially Baron, if on, they're on the same team. Yeah. So Baron yeah. Corbin. I, actually, here's a great. So Baron Corbin's. We're been, booking this for you, WMD. <laughs> so like Baron Corbin gets eliminated. Yeah. Like maybe like he gets himself DQ'd because you want to make him look strong. So he gets eliminated, walks to the back, and then whoever is the champ, say it's Randy, because Randy's probably going to be champ at some point again this yeah. year. Randy, RKO, but then he gets knocked out and he gets pinned, and then all of a sudden, and then Baron Corbin comes down and everyone's just like backing up and just sort of like letting him do it. You know, I would do it differently from a match perspective. So, uh, Baron Corbin and whoever's let's just say it's Cena right so mm. Cena's uh, leading up Team Smackdown but there's a lot of friction already going into the event with Cena and Corbin and it just comes down to Cena and Corbin and it's all five Raw guys still and they're beating down Cena beating down Cena and Baron's like I'm not tagging in mate oh, I like I'm this, not tagging yeah. in and then, but after a while like maybe Shane and Daniel come down like you'd smack down you're representing Smackdown and Corbin like eventually kind of face turns just for this moment tags in runs like gets the hot tag gets the hot tag wipes yeah. out and then like Smackdown somehow win mm-hmm. and then when they're celebrating boom end of days cashes in the briefcase yeah, and, see, and then wins I really like that but I also really like the idea of having a title match within the Smackdown Survivor oh you mean like so- it's still going on yeah that's what I mean. So like like so like, say if it is Cena. Oh. So like Cena like just gets he maybe he gets pinned, he gets eliminated, and then Baron Corbin comes down. It's still like three on two left. What are the rules there? Can well, you I, have a match within a match? But doesn't that doesn't that, that sounds Vince Russo. But doesn't that so, put a up cage up. in a cage <laughs> inside the Punjabi prison? <laughs> but doesn't that open up some amazing opportunities? Because that's the thing that no one would expect. Everyone would expect Baron Corbin to do it after the match. No one would expect him to come oh, down man. in the middle of a match. But you what I mean it's cra- it's crazy good, but you'd want that pop to be at the end of something. It'd be it'd be weird from a crowd uh, energy level for the title to change hands, a cash in, and if, then we come back into the end of a Survivor Series match. If, if I can save it, then yeah, yeah. The, the last two people on SmackDown are AJ Nakamura because it's not like the crowd are gonna boo them or be disinterested in them. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I, d- I mean, there's something I'm, there. To be, to be honest, I'm, I'm I'm clutching at straws there because I appreciate what you're saying because you'd imagine there's gonna be a huge pop for that mm. change in the middle of a match because that's like there'll be the pop for the cash in. Yeah. Then there'll be the pop for the change, and it's like. Oh, this match that actually means nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> it's still going on. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure. I mean, that's quite exciting. Quite well there. <laughs> but we just came up with that. So please, if you've got, I'm sure people are going to be like, but that, and then like tell us exactly why that's terrible. Yeah. There's probably there's probably some rule in there. Yeah. yeah. So please do t- like like WWE stick to rules. <laughs> so do, do tell us. Would it like okay? So sorry. I know. I know you're just segueing into an end there. But like, if he cashed it in. Like you remember, like when uh, Rollins cashed it in against Roman and Brock, that turned, became a triple threat, and it yeah. turned into a triple threat. So, say if it was like three on three, and he cashed it in, would that mean it's then like a seven man free for all? Oh! So then, like everyone has the option, which Baron didn't think about. So then, I mean, it, that would make him look stupid. Make him look stupid, but <laughs> all of a sudden, like, that match is exactly. So now the Survivor Series match has ended, and it's now. A, uh, which would have to be a title match, though. But yeah, uh, okay. So you could do it. So like, so Cena's the last guy for SmackDown, and whoever's the last guy for Raw, and then he comes down and turns that into a triple threat match for the WWE Championship. Because then actually, you could probably stretch that out a little bit with the like through some teases there that a Raw guy is going to win the WWE Championship and take it over to the Raw brands. 
it'd be really cool if like it's already gone 45 minutes yeah and then you're like the, both these guys are really exhausted corvin's fresh yeah but because there's two of them one of them just keeps breaking yeah. there's plenty of stuff you can do That'd be wicked. but do tell us if you think uh, you have any other ideas and i'm just gonna hold up the prize here this is the prize that we'll be fighting over this saturday uh the money in the bank the money box. in the bank with the scandal that could destroy me inside um, so that will be our Great Balls of Fire review on Saturday, Preview. along with yeah predictions, along with Raw versus SmackDown tomorrow. Hopefully, maybe Thursday. We don't know yet. Uh, we're still trying to work out this new thing. But that's all we've got time for today. So please click the videos that have just appeared over Luke's face to catch up with the latest Wrestle Ramble or Wrestle Talk news. Press subscribe, support Wrestle Talk on Patreon. That's been Luke Owen. I've been Ollie Davis, and that was rambling. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.